Hello, and welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is Product Framing, written by Brendan Strechik and originally published on his blog Necropraxis at www.necropraxis.com. Product Framing Anomalous Subsurface Environment is a setting book that just happens to include a medium-sized dungeon. It is a 100-page book. The dungeon part of it is pages 50 through 77, which is only 27% of the total page count. More than 40% is direct campaign background. 14% is new monsters, and so forth. Yet ASC1 is presented as a module, generally, and a mega-dungeon specifically. It is my contention that ASC1 would not have been nearly as successful had it been released as the Land of 1000 Towers campaign setting, with starter adventure included. And it would have done even worse as a cartoon science fantasy retro clone, which it also easily could have been, with a few more classes and a chapter on combat rules. Isle of the Unknown was sold as a hex crawl setting or location, but is also a bestiary. While I am not really interested in relitigating whether the Isle is a good setting or has creative monsters, it seems uncontroversial to me to claim that it would have done better if it had focused on the lavishly illustrated monsters and wizards, say, instead of the mostly implied location-based adventure. Rather than lack of fully realized areas, instead the evaluation would be each monster has a bonus encounter area detailed, all collected in a bonus hex map appendix. These are counterfactuals, so we can't really know what would have happened, but examine for yourself what products have been successful. This is worth thinking about if you're making an RPG product. Consider what it is that people have already. How you position your product will guide people toward an evaluation yardstick. If you release something as a mega dungeon, it will be compared to Barrow Maze, Rappanathic, and ASE. If you release something as a bestiary, it will be compared to Fiend Folio and Terratic Tome. If you release something as a rule set, it will be compared to Labyrinth Lord, Axe, and Lamentations of the Flame Princess, and so forth. Think about, for one final example, how successful LOTFP likely would have been had it been released as an early modern weird horror historical campaign setting, which is actually just a hop, skip, and a jump away from what is currently in the Rules and Magic hardcover. A full new rule set is probably the least effective way to present something, given how saturated that particular market has become, unless you're specifically looking to appeal to the crowd that is interested in rules for rules' sake. And in that case, you really need to have new and interesting rules. An interesting setting is probably not enough. You can see this most clearly in the story games communities, where most of the successful products are innovative mechanically, but often generic, or, more kindly, archetypical, regarding atmosphere and setting. See, for example, Swords Without Master, wildly creative rules with an implied generic swords and sorcery setting and Dungeon World, an unsurprising classic D&D setting variation on the elegant Apocalypse World engine. That was Product Framing, read by Nick L.S. Whalen. 
Blogs on Tape is a project that works with authors to make audio recordings of the best works in the OSR, hopefully making them more accessible to everyone. Thank you for listening.